Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for January 30th, 2022. Tonight we talk about all of the goings-ons over the weekend, including the Air Force Army Series, the most unique rivalry in college hockey. Behind the Mask's College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. By Topgolf, let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com, whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza, whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Two locations in Arizona, six in Colorado. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. By Burrito Express. Six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. M-Drive. Natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer Skates. Whether original red or our new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inn and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next stay at druryhotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-INN. College Hockey Southwest Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans as it may be. This indeed is College Hockey Southwest Live presented by our friends at Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. What a great weekend of hockey action, uh, college hockey action. Uh, Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Denver, Colorado, where it was a balmy 61 plus degrees. Uh, my co-host is always out on beautiful Long Island, New York, where he had 60 inches of snow. Uh, but he he went below ground. He he went down yeah, to that my 10 below sea level part. <laughs> Paul Hornstein, how are you tonight? Frozen. <laughs> yeah, Frozen. I, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's just nuts. I mean, I... I, I I tell people all the time, and because it's, I don't want people to think I'm trying to wish my life away, uh, waiting for <laughs> June of 2026. But these last couple of days is exactly the reason why. Yeah, I I get it. I get it completely. Um, <clears throat> for, for just for those that don't, that's the date that I'm scheduled to retire. 
tire and I can get out of this freezer. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I am pleasantly surprised uh, at Colorado because uh, uh, you get snow, but it's a different kind of snow, and it doesn't normally come with severe below weather, uh, below zero weather. And then a day or two later, the snow melts. I mean, it's January, almost February, and it's 61 degrees today. It's Shut it's up. unbelievable. Shut up. <laughs> I don't need to hear your 61 degrees. <laughs> okay. Well, we have lots of college hockey to talk about tonight. Normally, we have a guest on, but uh, tonight, uh, I think with football going on and all the excitement that Listen, was this last weekend. It doesn't happen, right? Yeah, well, I, I think it's just a number of things. But, man, there was an emotional, emotional hockey weekend uh, that I was fortunate enough to take in in Colorado Springs. And, of course, that was Denver and that was uh, uh, Air Force. And, man, oh, man, um, that rivalry lived up t- to every part of it that uh, everybody told me I should expect. Um, it, it was special. It was It was unique. It was uh, college hockey at its finest as far as the environment. I, I thought the game, other than Friday night, Saturday oh, night's yeah, game Friday was really was, fun. Yeah, I, well, listen, Friday's game was uh, ugly to say the least. Uh, Air Force spent a lot of time in the penalty box. And uh, um, just by the look on his face and uh, and just, you know, I know what you got to see and what you got to saw, but uh, the czar was, shall we say, a little on the cranky side after Friday night's game. Oh goodness, Paul! I, I don't know that. Uh, I asked Dave Toller the uh, the SID at Air Force. I said, uh, "You've seen Frank a lot over the last fifteen years. Is that uh, is that as upset as you've ever seen him?" And he said, oh, no. He said, I've seen him more upset. But, oh, boy, that was as upset as I've seen him I mean, personally. I mean, basically, Air Force spent, uh, you know, lost two guys to game misconducts in the span, you know, in 10 minutes. Um, and, Paul, one of the guys, uh, um, Gavin Will, that was his third of the season, and that just doesn't sit well with uh, with Coach Territory or anybody for that matter, but certainly not that one. Well, no, and I mean, just, you know, when you lose, when, when, when you're a team that doesn't score and in the same game, uh, Will Gavin gets goal number 11, and you're sitting here with, you know, now you're gone for the game on a team that doesn't score much. Uh, that's not really going to help you win too many games. Yeah, absolutely. And as Coach said, um, after the, the overtime victory on Saturday night, he said uh, he wanted it to be known that it was a team effort and uh, that uh, you, you step out and do individual things that hurt the team, and you're probably not going to see the ice again for a little while. So um, well, that's – I mean, That's what you have to do. You have to uh, you have to make uh, the groundwork laid uh, in a position like that. You know when when you know when you're the only guy in the team that's got double digit goals, and then you get thrown out of the game, and somebody else in your top six forwards gets thrown out of the game. Honestly, they were kind of lucky to get three at that rate. 
Yeah, that's for sure. And, and um, but it was, I'll tell listen, you. Listen, let, let's 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 also say this: there is no question about the intensity that was there in in those games, without question. And you know what the 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 other thing that I want to say is that um, Army coach Brian Riley told me. He said, we know we're going to have to weather some storms. And both nights, they had to weather storms. Uh, it was a, a fast start by Air Force both nights. Um, they hung in there. They got it done. They did what they had to do to, uh, to, to polish off the opportunities that were given to them Friday night. And Saturday night, um, it was just a, a battle all the way to the very end. And uh, like Frank Serratori uh, said after that one, he said, the way it worked out was we ended up in overtime with our two best guys, and they maybe ended up with two other guys that weren't their best. And uh, the conversion happened, and congratulations to both teams for the split because uh, uh, they're both quality hockey teams. They really are. Do I still have you, Paul, or did I lose you? I guess it would help if I turned the mic on. I, I don't yeah. know, maybe. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> um, I went to take a drink, and, and I didn't want the ice rattling around in the cup. To, But, I mean, those are the kinds of events that we love college sports about, those intense rivalry games. Um, we like them a lot better when it's 3-2 to two and not 8-3, to three, but, you know um, – Everything gets ramped up a little bit, and it's the two games a year that each team knows that they're going to play against a team that's their physical equal in terms of size, probably in terms of speed. Um, because even though, you know, for folks that I can't imagine there's too many folks that aren't aware of the fact that there are limitations to how, I mean, it's, I think it's more, you know, as far as I know, you, you know, they don't take a lot of six ten guys at West Point or, or in, uh, in Colorado Springs. I could be wrong, but I certainly haven't seen too many of those. Well, there's there's just a lot of limitations in the get go. I mean, you're not going to see any Canadian players for starters. Well, yeah, um, we know that. You come in and you got to you got to get it done in four years. There are no uh, grad transfers or extra years uh, available at the right. military I mean, academy. Yeah, the, the 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 circumstances are as even as you're going to get. Yeah, right? and, and nobody has any red shirts. Nobody has any super seniors. Nobody has anything other than four-year players that start when they're 18 and finish when they're 22. You were taking a number here there. Well, the only, the only thing that was unique this year was uh, – Right, the, most of the – well, maybe they well, started the, 20 because maybe guys play junior before they – Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. But, uh, like, for start, for starters, uh, Gavin uh, Abrick, the uh, goaltender for, uh, for Army this year, was the youngest player on that roster, uh, 19 years old. Okay. Um, and then the other thing I'll tell you is that uh, it's unique this year that there's only one senior on Air Force. Uh, when they lined up, yeah, there was weird. seven. It looked seven. 
yeah, seven or eight for for Army, and then just uh, Alex Schilling. So, yeah, it, it was a, it's a bit different that way. Frank will always tell you uh, that his team is the youngest in the country. Um, he told me if I want to do a story, do a story on that. <laughs> but college hockey got older uh, in every every team except his. And Army. <laughs> well, his. He said Army already had guys coming back that were seniors. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, uh, it is what it is. Uh, the uh, the game was just a whole bunch of fun. You know me. I I said this a hundred times. I'll say it a hundred more. Um, college hockey needs bands. They need their local, your local band, your university band. You need a band. That's what college hockey is. It excites people. It gets them going. Uh, the cadets were in full force both nights. Um, Paul, I'll tell you, I never felt safer because, uh, there were, there were, uh, MPs all over the place. Um, so I felt really safe in that building. Oh yeah. I can't imagine not feeling like you could leave your car windows open and uh, you know leave your wallet hanging around and nobody would <laughs> yeah well I don't know if I'm gonna go that far or uh, or leave the car windows open because it did get chilly at night but okay. <laughs> anyway it was a Which lot of fun you have to worry about anything, anything being taken yeah I get it uh, congratulations to uh, to both teams I thought it was uh, a really fun a really yeah, fun ride that was coming What's that? Congratulations to both teams. Well, they they did. They both played really well. I mean, and they, and one got a win Friday, one got a win Saturday. So who's the better team? Did we prove I'm who the better team that. was? I'm I'm not talking about who's the better. I've just given you crap because you know how I like to give you crap about your pom poms. <laughs> yeah, well, I walked right down the center of this one, and and sure. that is exactly how it went. I uh, I uh, I went to the winners like I always do. I tried to get the losers afterwards, but uh, to me, and you know what we do, uh, I, I don't want to focus on the negative. If you lose a game, you shouldn't have to stand up and tell me about it. Uh, go tell that to a newspaper reporter or something. I'm here to talk about what you do right. And uh, there was a lot of things done right, including the alma maters being played at the end of the game, the the unity of the cap of the seniors all at center ice, the unity of the uh, – Stick salute with both teams on the ice in the circle. Uh, so many things were just uh, completely different than you would expect. And if you heard the uh, the soundbite from Frank that I put up, um, I he'll tell you that. <laughs> oh no! Listen, it was, listen. I, I I've given you grief mostly. I know you are. I know. Um, I deserve it. Um, yes, you do. Uh, and I and, and a little stick tap out to the czar because I heard what he said in the in your little post-game video clip there um, about Terry's alma mater. I was laughing. <laughs> yeah, you can still call him the fighting sewer. He will. <laughs> I love um, it. Uh, the other thing, the, the other thing, Paul, is... Uh, and by the way, just, I'm just letting you know, uh, my father would never let me wear, wear that shirt you sent me. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, but but thank, thank Dave over there anyway. Yeah, I'll definitely, definitely do that. Um, so, um, what was I going to say now? You got me all off know. track. Well, uh, you got not, me all off track. Hard I, to do. <laughs> well, normally I can keep it together a little bit, but this is crazy. Um, so, anyway, lots of good things. Uh, hopefully, we'll have uh, two guests on on Tuesday night, which I think is even more unique 
Two right. players from the small town of Delano, Minnesota, uh, John Kernan and uh, uh, Andrew Cruz, one on Air Force, Army, the other one on Air Force. Um, they, they're lifelong friends. John told me uh, when I visited with him um, before the, uh, the weekend that uh, you know they've known each other forever. And uh, they're both at military academies. And now when they both graduate in a couple of years, they'll be uh, teammates again uh, protecting the United States of America. Listen, you are lucky that that I am making an exception here because in honor of these two kids that are serving their country and serving our country, uh, because it's bad enough I got to put up with all your Minnesota crap in the first place. Now you're going to get – now I'm going to be quadruple teamed by you, the two kids, and geography. So uh, let me just, let me uh, let me tell you, and, and let me tell the audience a little bit of the backstory. What did you text me today when I said uh, I wanted to have these two kids from from Delano, Minnesota? On what what was that line you texted me about Delano? What that I had more people on my block growing up <laughs> than they have in their town? Yeah, yeah. These two are playing NCAA hockey, and there's more. There's plenty more. Uh, but that's pretty incredible. So hopefully we can get John and Andrew on and uh, and make it all work on Tuesday night. Um, we're looking forward to that. Other things happening in hockey we're going to get to in just a minute. Uh, a couple of things I just want to wrap up on uh, on this series, though. Um, it wasn't just the rivalry series. It was – uh, not just the service academies battling each other. I These know. two teams are trying to get home ice uh, first round of that uh, playoff series in the Atlantic Hockey Conference. Well, you know, they're looking for buys and they're looking for uh, postseason positioning. And um, and they are right there. I mean, uh, if you look at at the various brackets – and I don't know why they have them this set up this way. I should probably go to a different page to get it to look better than than uh, what's here. But um, you know, you have situations where uh, you know the two teams are are, are literally one point apart. Uh, AIC is running away with it. Uh, we'll get to that, I guess, at some point tonight too. Um, Bentley is in second place in the conference with 31 points. Canisius has 30. Army has 28. And Air Force has 27. So you're not just playing for the, the, you know, just the bragging rights at this point. Because as, as much as the bragging rights matter, okay, um, what's a better piece of bragging uh i or uh, how are what's better to brag about than a conference championship uh as opposed to you know a split in the series you know and yeah yeah true uh you know, and I mean, and paul the other thing we were talking about and the coaches of course as you would expect with coaches didn't want to talk about it but you and i were talking about it that if aic should perform well enough to uh, to get an auto bid positioning, uh, I mean not an auto bid positioning, but a spot in the top sixteen uh, in the pairwise, and uh, another team from Atlanta Hockey should happen to win that conference tournament and take the auto bid. That would be uh, really a first for a long time that Atlanta Hockey had two teams in the tournament. 
Yeah, well, we're we they are not going to be happy with us because we obviously put the Maloik on AIC because they lost today. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. I'm they, looking they at the pairwise right so now. They're, they're 21. They are they're not they're in tough shape. Yeah, they're in tough shape to get in the top 16. <laughs> huh? Um, yeah, they're just they're just not going to be happy with us. Uh, they're going to say we are the reason why they lost today. <laughs> I got broad shoulders. I'll take it on. I'll take um, it on. I mean, it is what it is, right? Uh, right. Uh, okay, let's do this. Let's uh, let's put a cap on that for now. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's dig into uh, the other teams that we're playing, including a Denver sweep, uh, a gutted out Denver sweep. Yeah, very very interesting. <clears throat> we'll come back in about two minutes and talk about that. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. best college hockey conference ready for you wherever you are however you want to watch your favorite team is on nchc.tv on your phone tablet or stream to your tv subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv if it's nchc hockey it's on nchc.tv Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom phil kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more thirsty after getting off the ice our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat comfortable and durable show up to the rink in style an authorized retailer of summer skates you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This 
is College Hockey Southwest Live. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is College Hockey Southwest Live. It's our Sunday night reaction show to everything that happens over the past weekend. Scott Strandy with you in beautiful Denver, Colorado tonight. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on snowy, cold, frigid Long Island, New York. Um, okay, Paul, we got we got through the, uh, the special rivalry, as uh, Coach Saratori told me uh, right. that I was supposed to use. It's a special rivalry. Uh, <laughs> Okay, who are, we, who are we to argue with this? Zone? I'm not arguing with him. No, I, no, not at all. Um, so anyway, uh, we're through that. Uh, Denver kept on winning, but good lord, it was not easy in Oxford, Ohio. No, and 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 honestly, uh, you know, if you got the coach aside, he, I don't think he would tell you they played too well this weekend, especially on Friday night. Now they came back and scored two goals and like the last two minutes of, the, of regulation and one in overtime because, well, there's not too many teams that are going to be constantly be able to put three guys on the ice uh, that can match up with with Denver three on three. You know, maybe uh, Michigan, but, you know, um, you know, Denver pulled its goalie early, got two goals from Cole Gutman to make it a 4-4 a game. And the second one with 10 seconds to go. Um, and like I said, I, 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 I don't think they played all that well. But that's what good teams do, right? They win on nights when they're not playing at their best. And I know you could look at the box score and say, wow, well, they outshot them 2-1. to one. Yeah, but, you know, when you watch the game and, and you know the talent that Denver has and – you almost kind of expect them to blow everybody out. Yeah, let me let me follow that with just and, a couple of points that you made. Um, Friday night, you're exactly right. Cole Gutman stepped up, as you would expect the captain to do, um, and, and took control of it himself. He, uh, he right. scored twice and set up, a, set up the game winner from Mike Benning. So... Um, uh, you know, I, I'm not surprised. Uh, I've spent a lot of time around Cole Gutman the last uh, four months or so, and uh, I'm not surprised at that at all. Um, the other thing I'll say is Denver is a maturing team. They, uh, they had a lot of young guys, had a lot of guys that uh, that uh, had chips on their shoulders to start the year. Um, we saw them go out east early in the year, their first road trip, and they didn't play well either and uh, lost a couple of games that I'm sure they would love to go back and and, and have a redo on. Right. Um, but this was a trap weekend. And I told you that I said, uh, you're coming off of uh, 100 and what? 93 minutes of shutouts from uh, Magnus Corona. You just stomped your rival in Colorado college two times. Um, it, this was a trap weekend and uh, congratulations to David Carl and uh, Tavis McMillan and um, uh, Dallas Ferguson for getting the guys to, uh, to finish the job. Um, they're, they're clearly the better team over Miami right now, and uh, they needed to show that they were. Well, they did enough to win. You know Exactly. I mean, and, and you go on the road, yeah, I, and I, any they, coach you, will tell you, right, a split on the road is what you'll take. But yeah. Denver didn't go in there to split. They don't go anywhere to split well, anymore. You know, like I said, they didn't play that. I don't think they played that well on Friday. Played a little bit better on Saturday. Um, you know, I, 
if you look at the, the, the box scores and you watch any games, I, I'm sure that that the, the coaching test is going to be like, we spent too much time in the penalty box. And if we do that against upper echelon teams, we're going to get killed. Now, whether that was a a road, you know, road legs, I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't think he'll tell they, you they that. They won but... 14 of their last 16, so. And, uh, and it was it was an odd circumstance for game times, too, because with the uh, with Oxford being in the Eastern time zone, um, that game on Saturday was a 3 p.m. Mountain time start for them, which is uh, unusual. Coach well, said he kind of liked that because he said that's the way it's going to be in the NCAA tournament more than likely. Right. And, you know, 3 p.m. games – for when when you're on a NCAA team, it's not the hardest thing in the world, you know, because those guys are not quote regular college students. Uh, unlike, um, you know, those of us that were quote unquote regular college students who might have, uh, shall we say, not been disciplined the night before. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, so anyway, lock, you're still kind of like, uh, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So, so Denver uh, gets the two wins. They improved to 18, five and one. They hold down the top spot in uh, NCHC play a huge weekend, actually huge two weekends coming up here at Magnus uh, St. Cloud state coming in this weekend on a makeup series and it'll be followed by the University of Minnesota Duluth the weekend after. Uh, Western Michigan also making a makeup series up with uh, Colorado College this weekend. Gotta so lots of stuff happening uh, right here in, uh, in Denver. Um, and, of course, uh, Air Force going back out on the road. But then they're coming back, and they're going to play Holy Cross in two weeks. And Holy Cross just beat AIC, did they not? Yeah, I mean, they – they they uh, upset the apple cart and the possibility of that extra team in the tournament. Um, uh, you know, AIC is now all the way down to twenty one when they were kind of hovering around that cut line, and I just don't know if they have enough games against good enough teams to make that up. I mean, we'll find out. There's, I mean, it's still close, so maybe if they go on another run. To the conference championship game, they might have a shot, but uh, uh, you know it's kind of too bad. You know, you like to see the the possibility of you know that league getting two bids. Um, it, it looks like the CCHA is going to get two. Um, well, we know who number one is. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. Um, with, with Michigan Tech being seventh in the pairwise, now are they the seventh best team in the country? No, but um, the numbers, the computer says uh, that I'm wrong, but I don't care what the computer says. So, um, But they're almost a lock for the tournament, no matter, unless they completely fall apart. So that's pretty good for a first year league. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so. Uh... The other team in our coverage area here from Colorado, uh, Colorado College, uh, split with Omaha at home. And Omaha has been on a bit of a slide uh, lately, but um, y- you knew 
if you know anything about Chris Mayotte, that he was going to have his team, team ready to play. And again, they, they, they weren't the best team, I don't think, but they found a way to get it done. And uh, they're, they're growing. And he told oh. me that if, if you've heard my interview on uh, coach speak, he, uh, he told me that he said, Hey, you know, we're, we're still growing. We're not there yet. We need to, uh, we need to continue to get better every weekend. And every game is a new challenge. And, you know, CC took advantage of their opportunities. Um, and you could say that they probably should have taken more advantage because they had six power plays or five power plays on Friday night, um, and 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 weren't really they got one power play goal to start the game from Brett Chorsky, but um, you know that was just kind of one of those games where they just plugged along and 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 Omaha just. And I, you know, sometimes when you see the the shots, you're like, oh wow, okay. But, um, you know, it was not one of those games where, you know, even though UNO had outshot CC, thirty two nineteen, it wasn't like, oh god, that Matt Vernon was all over the place. Played a very good game. But it wasn't one of those deals where you're like, "Wow, the Vernon stole this one," or, or you know, the uh, Seville gave up soft goals, or any of that sort of, you know, uh, minutia. When you watch the game, um, you know, you won at home was a it was, uh, you know, CC scores four goals. A lot of times you're going to win that. Yep, uh, totally agree. So uh, Colorado College gets Western Michigan at home uh, this coming weekend. That will be interesting. I'm still working on whether I'm going to see both uh, games at Magnus or if I'm going to make uh, the Saturday night trip down to Colorado College. We will see. It will all depend on uh, what's going on weather-wise and what's going on um, game-wise. That's how I will make that decision. Um, yeah, well, okay. Listen, we, Here, we know we know you're a big Western Michigan fan. Yeah. Okay. Shush. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about Arizona State next, but before we talk about that series, they were up against it, number one in the country. Before we dig into that, I you think this is the time before we get into this. No, no. Okay. This is where we need to start talking about what in the heck Craig Morgan broke out. Uh, a news story, and and I invited Craig on, and it was his birthday yesterday, so happy birthday, Craig. And uh, he, he'll come on. He'll come on and talk about it, but he wasn't able to do it tonight. Um, but he broke a story that says the Arizona Coyotes are in advanced discussions, I believe is the correct term, with uh, Arizona State to play anywhere from three to five years in the new multi-purpose arena, which is not yet completed. It's close. It's 90% or so, um, and would move in there. There are a ton, a ton of questions and things that hurdles, I should say, that need to be gotten over before this could happen. But uh, you and I have talked about it privately. Uh, I don't want to go into a, a big dragged out thing on this, but what was your first thought, Paul Hornstein, when you heard that? Uh, those comments and that story come out? Uh, no chance. There's no way. There's just, it, no. I, I just, I cannot see it. Uh, 
there's just, you know, Craig has been around for a long time. And he has a lot of Coyotes connections. And I'm sitting here, literally as we speak, with the webcam in front of me. Okay. Um, I, I don't, what, are, you're going to renovate a building you haven't even played in yet? And you're going to take out seats so that the building can accommodate the various minutiae. Now, I could be wrong. This could be already part of it in terms of what ASU and Coach Powers put into this into the building in terms of the video cams for replay and all that other uh, NHL-required minutiae. I could be wrong. It could already be there, and they wouldn't have to do any of that sort of uh, retrofitting. Okay. But uh, part of what I heard is bringing it down to 3,200 seats. I mean, you heard the interview better. than You heard the actual interview. I'm only going based on what I read. And I just, when you've already had, I don't know how many deposits for season tickets. You're going to say, sorry, guys, we can't sell you season tickets because we have to make room for the Coyotes. Are, are you kidding? And you said that in the interview that he had on, was it Sirius XM? Yeah, and NHL Radio Network. NHL Radio, okay. Um, that Craig said that he would not have gone with this story had he not gotten a confirmation from somebody at ASU. Yeah, I don't know if he said he wouldn't have gone with it or if he wouldn't have been able to comprehend and believe it <laughs> uh, until he had um, a source at, at ASU that – uh, was pretty convinced that that this was going forward. Well, okay. First of all, um, are you going to? First of all, uh, was that source the coach, the athletic director? Don't tell me somebody in the athletic director's office. It better be the athletic director, or it better be the president of the university, because otherwise. That person doesn't know squat. Yeah, I'm, I, I, and, I and, don't. And, and I I'm not cannot, even going to go out on a limb on that. I uh, cannot believe, I, just based on. I mean, I don't. I, okay, just, let you 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 gather your thoughts for a minute. I know you're feeling this is a this is a multi thing for you, especially because you're an alum and you love this program like a lot of people do. Um, I'm just going to throw out some some facts uh, and, and of the hurdles that 
that I've been told uh, need to be cleared. Uh, let's start with the NHL um, needing and their you know board of governors of you of the NHL having to approve the fact that the maximum amount of people that you're going to be able to get in a rink every night is five thousand. Um, that's a revenue deal. They they'd have to agree to that not only. Um, for the short term, but for the medium term, because three to five years is uh, is considered, in my book at least, a medium term. Well, in three so, to five years, by the way, even if you – let's play the, the best-case scenario game. Even if you know you have the various votes that you need on the Tempe City Council – You don't even know when that vote's going to take place. Uh, yeah, you're. But and, I, I'm going to go way deeper than that, Paul. Well, even no, if, well, even if they get approved, listen, even if it gets approved, right? Then you have they, the they don't know that you can even build land, on that land, which is nuts. <laughs> so they can say coyotes, go ahead and do it. But the first step for the coyotes is going to be they've got to make sure that that land can be built on. And I'm not just talking about the stability of the land. I'm talking about you still got to clear the hurdle of, of the FAA because uh, it, it's in the flight plat, path of the, the airport. That's another hurdle. But well, let's listen, get back no, to no, more hockey all, hurdles. Wait, first, look, let's get on to hockey hurdles. Well, hold no, on. No, hold on. I, let's I get on to hockey no, hurdles. No, no, hold on. Just, Here's the hockey hurdles. Okay. Hockey hurdles. No. So I said the NHL is going to have to figure it out with their board of governors whether this is what they want to do. Sounds to me that Gary Bettman wants to do this. Okay, so that brings in the next hurdle. There's something cool. called oh, okay. the uh, NHLPA. The NHLPA has to also agree to this. Um, they have to agree to have their players going in there. Do they want uh, their players representing that in, in a college rink that seats 5,000? So that's just two pieces on the NHL side of things. Now you got to jump into the NCAA side of things. There's NCAA rules and regulations that uh, that tells you whether you can or cannot have NHL teams uh, sharing locker facilities or training rooms and things like that. So it, way, way over my pay grade. I'm just telling you what I've been told. Um, so, so that's a stumbling block. And then here's probably the most important thing, I think. Arizona State has waited for this, and Coach Greg Powers has waited for this for the better part of seven years. Um, this is his baby. This is what he wanted to build his program. This is the stability that he wanted of having a, a, a rink that they could call their own. Nothing against Oceanside. I'm not saying anything about that. I'm just saying that he wanted a rink that he could brand. Uh, you saw the plans. You've seen the pictures. Uh, it's maroon and gold. It's Arizona State. Um, if, if you go with this plan, the Coyotes are going to come in and they're going to start first. So you're going to lose all that excitement of having your own building uh, grand opening, if you will. Um, well, first of all. If, I mean, that, there's tons of things all, that are going there. First of all, let's just be crazy here and say, oh, this this gets worked. This happens. I, I'm, t I'm getting it in writing to the Coyotes. You're not playing a home game until we do. Yeah, and then, then there comes that locker room facility thing. And what I've been told is there would be – there would have to be another building constructed to put the coyotes in. Where are you going to put um, it? I don't know. I, I looked at it. it. I can't see a spot where you could put it. I, I don't know. So 
so my thought on all this is it just seems to me like um, it, there's just too many hurdles. Now, let's also throw in this time hurdle, Paul. Um, we're talking about it's January now. I'll, it'll be February in two days. And we got to and you got to start having a schedule put together and a place to play um, and practice starting in September. Uh, how are you going to well, do don't that? They, don't they practice? How you do it? When, don't they practice at Ice Den anyway? Exactly, but opposing teams and home teams will always have their morning skates right. at the place where they're going to play the game. Okay. And some teams will come in a day early and will want to practice on the place where they're going to play the game, especially if it's a new one. Let me just throw this out to you. I, I asked Magnus Corona uh, after Saturday's game last weekend at Colorado College. I said, Magnus, what do you think of the arena? And I was thinking he was going to go, yeah, I loved it. And he did say he liked the arena, but he said, you know what? Uh, it was very narrow and very steep. He's the goaltender that was calling the new arena very steep and very narrow, which meant that it was playing tricks a little bit with his vision um, because of the style of the arena. So if it's an NHL franchise coming in, you don't think they want some time to practice on that? <laughs> Before they play a game in a five thousand seat arena, when they're normally playing in eighteen thousand seat arenas, listen, uh, I'm not disagreeing with any of this. I, I think that this is a hail mary, and I I don't want to see the Coyotes leave. I don't. They're no, and and, it's, it's and this not, is not a Coyote bashing. This no, is just not, trying well, to be realistic. This is trying to be realistic. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, how are you going to? I mean, like I said, is is, is the inside of the building done yet? No. But it looks like a hockey arena now. It it looks like a, a hockey arena. You're going to take out some of the concrete that is in. Uh, the building, that's where your seating is going to go. Is that what you're going to do? Because you have to uh, put in different amenities to accommodate the NHL. And do you? I can't imagine. And listen, I could be wrong, and and we and we could both be wrong. I just can't imagine that the NHL is going to say. Uh, well, we understand. Just leave the building the way it is. Yeah, well, here here's the thing, and it's not a thing about being right or wrong. I'm just talking and having this discussion tonight about hurdles and about um, our, our podcast is about college hockey. Uh, right. And I'm talking about what's the best for college hockey. And I think that we can both say this, and I, I would think anybody associated with Arizona State would say the same thing. It is not in their best interest to uh, to take away from their program to accommodate a short-term, medium-term, three- to five-year term uh, of an NHL team. That's not the responsibility no, of uh, Arizona job. State University. No. Their, no, their job is to provide an ice surface for their teams. They're going to have wrestling. They're going to have volleyball. Who knows what else they're going to have in there. They planned on a lot of different things. So at the very least – an NHL franchise coming in there, if all of the hurdles were cleared, they're still going to demand about 70 days a year 
in that building with practices um, and games, and then you have the potential of a playoff. I know that's far-fetched, but uh, if you had a playoff series, then, of course, that goes longer. Um, But again, probably the biggest thing that I think from the college standpoint is it's the optics of it. It's not me, folks. It's not me just saying it's the optics. I was asked by four different people this weekend what's going on. What's Only going on at Arizona State? I would have. I, I hid from a lot of people, that. Paul. <laughs> but but I had four people come up point blank to me and say, "Do you know what's going on at Arizona State? What's happening?" Uh, I, I I didn't know what to answer it because I, I don't know how to answer it. So that's why we brought it up for discussion. I think. Um, it would be really fun to have the not only Craig on, but if we get somebody from Arizona State on that could could tell us, you well, know, what the plan all, is and where they want to go, all, and that you, we know that that's not going to happen, right? And, and okay, and that, when I'm not knocking anybody in maroon and gold for not uh, publicly addressing this. Um, I think it's a no-win situation if they do. You know, because I'm sure they don't want to be perceived as being the guys that made the Coyotes have to leave. And at the same time, I can't imagine that they want to share this building with anyone. Well, I think we've hit on the points plenty now to say that they, to me, it's not even feasible. I don't even know why there's discussion about it because NHL teams should not be playing in 5,000 seat arenas, no matter how nice they are for starters. This is, this is what I'll say. And then we can move on to the actual on ice stuff if you want, but Because it's what we do, you parse what you 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 try to read between the lines when you hear stuff like this. Advanced discussions. Uh, hey ASU, what do you think about this? Can we talk about this? Okay, sure. Why not? Um, just you know, what are your ideas? Uh, if you're from the Coyotes to the Coyotes. Uh, the Coyote Stay issue. Um, here's idea A, B, and C. Um, a issue. Nope, we don't like any of those. Those don't do us any good. Uh, we appreciate uh, uh, your interest. Uh, the the Coyotes. You don't like any of those. Listen, we appreciate the fact that you're uh, you're even listening. That uh, we're gonna see. You know can. If we have any more ideas, uh, maybe we'll re- readdress this. And ASU says, okay. So now you let out the possibility of a second discussion. So there you go, advanced discussions. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. You laid it out so nicely. But, yeah, the, the number one thing is, and let me just reiterate for everybody out there, I know I'll get emails and I know I'll get texts and I know I'll get everything else. Okay, this is not about bashing one side or the other. This is talking about realistic possibilities. Well, we um, have to talk. First of all, we have to talk about this because this was a big story no, no, in college I didn't say, this weekend. 
I did not say we're not going to talk about it. I'm just right. telling people up front, we're not bashing the Coyotes. We're not bashing Arizona State. We're just thinking that this has way too many hurdles to be overcome. And really, uh, when you look at it realistically and practically, it just doesn't make sense. Um, that There's really nothing about it that makes sense. Uh, nope. So, you know, I, I was shocked when I heard it. Um I'm not saying that th- that all the things aren't factual. I'm just saying that I was shocked when I heard it, and I think uh, other people were definitely shocked. I, I know four people were that cornered me in Colorado and asked me. Um, so, you know, again, it's the optics thing about it, and from the college hockey standpoint of things, we both were excited to see this building open and still are excited to see this building open and see it full and see college hockey at the NCAA level being played before 5,000 fans. That's what we like uh, as college hockey fans. So I don't want to see that being interrupted by anybody or anything um, because that's what they built it for, and that's what it should be used for in my estimation. Okay, let's move on. Arizona State traveled to Mankato, Minnesota to take on the number one team in the country. Paul? ASU played two really good third periods. I, I don't. How many periods are a hockey game, Paul? Well, there are unfortunately three. Um, you know, uh, I could sit here and pick the games apart. Um, you know, and and really get into the minutia of it. That seems to be the word of the night. Yeah, I was just um, going to say, you got a new word going. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, ASU had some chances on the power play on Friday night. Couldn't convert. Um, you throw in the fact that the fourth Minnesota goal should not have been a goal. Minnesota State goal. I'm sorry. Yeah, Minnesota State. Um, I apologize to the Mavericks and my buddy Boblin Mavericks. I'll never make that mistake again. Um, (laughs) Minnesota State's fourth goal was one that should not have been. It was clearly goaltender interference. And I don't know how you miss it, even with a review. I mean, if you're reviewing this, I mean, it was – it's not like it was subjective. Okay, it was clearly goaltender interference. And, you know, having that game be 3 to 1 as opposed to 4 to 1 when Matthew Copperwood scores his second goal of the game. Now you're talking about a 3-2 game instead of a 4-2 instead of a 4-2 game. Like I said, ASU had was 0 for 4 on the power play. So, you know, they had opportunities. And by the way, couldn't stay out of the box in the second period. Well, let me let me throw out a couple of positive things. First of all, kudos to Coach Powers, who we know will never shy away from any competition, any team, anywhere in the country at any no. time. So kudos for taking on that gauntlet. Uh, second of all is 
uh, they they showed. They they played maybe not their best hockey, but they hung with that team, the number one team in the country uh, in our estimation. Um, so they hung with them. They uh, they competed, and they knew what was on the line. They knew they had a very thin margin for error to get into the national tournament. I think we both think that uh, that ship may have passed now. And yeah, I, don't, I, I don't know what combination of things at this point. Uh, but but let me also stay in the positive. I believe Arizona State at 15-14-0 right now with uh, six games remaining will uh, will win five of those six. I think they'll, uh, they'll, they'll start this weekend at home against uh, a really good Alaska Fairbanks team. Uh, then they'll have a weekend off. Then they'll go to Fairbanks. Right. And then they'll come back and finish up in two weeks with uh, LIU. Uh, I think they will end up with a 20 uh, win season, which think. is very, very good as an independent. Yeah, of course. And the schedule and that the they schedule. put out there, it, it, right. that, that's a 20 win season is fantastic. I just think this year with the parody in college hockey, that won't be enough to get well, into the NCAA tournament, it, right? which kind is of kind of a of bummer. It. Yeah, it's it's the, definitely the, a part of it. The parody. Yeah. So. Um, so uh, I, I want to give kudos to Coach Powers and, and ASU for doing what they did. I mean, last year they, they really took it uh, to the next level and played all their games on the road in the Big Ten so they could play hockey. Yep. And uh, this year they took on a schedule that was arguably pretty, pretty tough. Well, listen, I mean, um, there is, you know, the, the at the beginning of the season the coach says you like to play uh, – a three-part schedule, right? Teams you should beat, teams that you have a – that are on a par with you, and then teams that uh, are amongst the best in the country. And some of those games that they scheduled where coming into the season you think that it's above or it's, 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 it's one of those teams that are even uh, have turned out to be much better than people thought. Yep, exactly. So, and uh, and that you held up pretty well. A 20-win season is nothing to uh, shake a stick at. I know they still have to win five more out of the six, but yeah. I think it's realistic for them to do that. Yeah. Um, and then, then let the chips fall where they may. I think when we had Coach Powers on a couple of weeks ago, I think he said uh, that that's what they were planning on doing was just posting their best mark and, and letting the computers decide if they're good enough to be in the top 16, which is my transition right into this week's Super 16. Buckle up, folks. Sit down. Uh, get yourself a cold one. Do whatever you need to do because I'm bringing it out right now. All right, here it is, folks. The, the Super 16 is put together by my co-host. Um and, and and I might as well tease this now. Eyeballs, analytics, and eyeballs. The new podcast is coming. Uh, more details later this yeah, week. But um, to, we use eyeballs and we use analytics. And I know my co-host does analytics. to put to put together his his <laughs> super sixteen. To break a tie if I That's an analytic. That's an analytic. Okay. okay, so here we go. January thirtieth, twenty twenty two. This is how things stack up in the eyes of one Paul Hornstein. Number one, Minnesota State, 25-5-0. Number two, Quinnipiac, 22-4. And, and Paul waited today. Yeah, until, wait a minute. Uh, they, they had a tough weekend after they this played. weekend. Yeah, they did. They, they had a tough weekend uh, 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 in the 
second uh, Connecticut ice tournament where uh, they kind of took a page out of the Great Lakes uh, Invitational where uh, all the four Division One teams in the state of Connecticut uh, play a tournament. Um, and uh, Sacred Heart actually won it two years ago. Uh, and uh, and they were the defending champions. And they took Quinnipiac to the brink, uh, lost in overtime. And then today, uh, Quinnipiac beat a good UConn team to, to, to hold on to that number two spot, so to speak. Okay, so Quinnipiac in number two, Denver at 18-5-1 holds down number three. Michigan, 21-7-1 holds down number four. Western Michigan, 17-6-0 has number five spot. Uh, number six goes to the uh, Fighting Hawks of North Dakota at 14 oh, Is that what that one. is? I'm sorry. I, I must have miswrote that. <laughs> uh, number seven is uh, the University of Massachusetts, UMass, as they're known, 12-8-3. Um, number eight goes to Lowell at 14, five and four. Number nine goes to Ohio State at 19, seven and two. Uh, number 10 goes to Notre Dame, 18, eight and O. Oh. Number 11, Providence, 17, 10 and two. Number 12, Michigan Tech, 14, eight and one. Number 13, Minnesota Duluth at 14, 10 and two. Um, number 14 goes to the uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers at 15, 11 and O. Oh. I didn't write. Uh, no, is it, oh, no, <laughs> that's sorry. what you put. Is it? I don't <laughs> yeah. think that's what I put. But okay. Uh, number fifteen goes to Clarkson, thirteen seven and six, and the number sixteen spot. If the tournament were going to start today, we know this couldn't happen because Atlantic's got to get their team in. But Northeastern, sixteen eight and one. Um, it'll be up on Twitter tomorrow, and we'll be able to uh, let everybody see what you heard. Um, Paul, any, anything in there that you were going like, man, I don't know if this should be here. Or this should be there. Yeah. Pretty much the bottom 11 spots. <laughs> the bottom 11. I love it. I yeah, love it. Uh, honestly. Uh, I mean, it, it is the. you know, at least my version of proof of the, the parody in college hockey this year. I, I really you, you have right now, if the tournament started, you would have four teams from the Big Ten in the tournament. Yeah, I would. I'm not happy about that, but uh I would. Just you know, you take the wins and losses, you watch as many games as you can. Um you do tend to take um, the expected talent level into consideration. Um, take, for example, that other maroon and gold team uh, that was near the bottom of the 16. As much as I want to drop them because, well, because they are what they are, um, it's hard. <laughs> I love it. Um... <laughs> Trying to keep it neutral as much as I'm not neutral um, and not let my personal biases get at in out of the way in the way um, but it's just if you look let's just if you if you pulled up the pairwise okay, and you looked at the records of 
pretty much every team, once you get past in, in the pairwise, once you get past maybe Ohio State at 10 with their record at 19-7-2, I mean, just about every team from 11 all the way down to 33 is around 500. Yep, uh, totally agree with you. Um, so the pairwise, our four teams' pairwise rankings will be out tomorrow on our Twitter account as well at College Hockey SW. Um, yeah, I, I really don't have any beefs with anything that you have in there. I'm just, uh, I'm just really curious now to see what happens down the stretch because uh, you know we know uh, one team from Atlantic is going to have to get in. There isn't currently one there. No. Um, so nope. some way they're going to have to get in. Um, and it's I, really, once again, it's really, you get down to that 413 where Lowell is. Uh, there's a little bit of a gap between Lowell and, say, Northeastern at 16. But when you look at Northeastern at 16, even if you go all, you go all the way down to Connecticut at 25, okay, um, it's reasonably close. Now, teams that are between 20 and 25 are probably not close enough to get in. But the the, the, the numbers and the, and, and the way the computer spits them out, um, there's not a big difference. No, and I think uh, if those teams, if 20 to 25 are going to get in, I think you're going to be the happiest man in the world because it would require chaos. Well, you, that, see, now you're talking my language. How can we do that? That's what we want. <laughs> that would mean a lot of teams getting upset, uh, beaten. Um, it, it, it's, it's a funny deal. It really is, but we'll see what happens. That's why we do ours. It's a discussion topic. Uh, well done again uh, for putting it together, Paul. We appreciate that. Um, big weekend's coming up. Uh, Alaska continuing their road trip. Fairbanks headed to uh, Tempe. They're probably already there if they're smart. Well, if they were <laughs> smart, they would have gotten the hell out of Vermont. And- yeah, I got down there and just sitting back in the sun for the week. Yeah, uh, so nice. they're going to be taking on Arizona State this weekend. As I mentioned, Denver gets uh, St. Cloud State, which is going to be, wow, that's going to be a fierce rivalry in itself in the NCHC. the NCHC. I mean, let's, let's, let's be realistic. I mean, almost every weekend is a rivalry weekend. I mean, it's just, and, it's, and, it's just, but it's when the season started, Paul, we were talking about could six teams possibly get in from NCHC. Now um, you're down to four. Um, uh, we are can, down to four, but can St. Cloud and Omaha push their way back in? They, well, St. Cloud's at five, so they're in. Uh, Omaha's at 19 right now, and they are, you know, not that far off from Providence at 15 in the pairwise. Um, I, I can't see. Uh, nor, even North Dakota at 12 falling that far down uh, to not I mean listen these uh, you, you, you could happen if these teams go on 6 or 7 game losing streaks but does that really happen in the NCHC short of of Miami yeah no probably not um, it seems like every weekend we're talking about, oh, yeah, they split this weekend. Oh, yeah, they split this weekend. Oh, yeah, they split this weekend. 
so I know Denver's got St. Cloud State. I know Western is coming to play um, Colorado College. Where is Air Force at this weekend? Where you happen to know Air that Force off the top of your head? Off the top of my head? Uh, you, we can find out here. To go off the top of my head? Yeah, you, keep, Not, you search it for me real quick. I shouldn't know what that is. I, I, I All that's in my head at Canisius. Yeah, okay. I mean, they're going to go to Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds like fun. Uh, <laughs> not, but not the only that thing that the only thing that's in my head with the Air Force right now is this Holy Cross series coming up next weekend because uh, not this coming weekend, but in two weeks, two weeks. because uh, Holy Cross upsetting the AIC that that makes a whole new challenge. It really does. Uh, it does it for Air Force and everybody well, in the Atlanta no, Conference. What it does now is it changes the whole dynamic of the conference tournament. Yeah. Yes, it does. Because yes, it does. You know, had AIC continued to win, you could see a scenario where they didn't have to win the tournament to get in, but now they kind of have to. Because I can't imagine they'll jump back up enough, even with a run to the conference finals, where they would be. Uh, in play for an at-large. So that just now yeah, it, really... It, it, it threw a big wrench into it. Yeah. No doubt about it. So that's we'll what's coming us. up. Uh, anything else that we missed along the way that we needed to discuss? I'm sure there are, but uh, we're running out of time. So um, okay. anything that you uh, that you thought we need to, to mention this weekend, before Tuesday any at least? No, I think we're good. We'll look forward to Tuesday if uh, we can get the two gentlemen on. Uh, it'll be a very interesting interview, um, and I'll have to put my thinking cap on and make sure I have my map with me and <laughs> all this other nonsense. Delano, Minnesota, sixty-five hundred yeah. people. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I, okay. Uh, <laughs> Not Long Island, New York, and, and you will. I, I promise you, you get your map out. You'll find Delano, and you'll know where it is as opposed to Greenlawn. Oh, no, I knew where Green Lawn was. <laughs> I know you did. No, okay. <laughs> uh, sorry, Dave. I didn't mean to throw that at you. Um, okay. Correct, I'll, I'll let you take it away, and we'll get uh, we'll get back to uh, to doing what we do, which is uh, eyeballing hockey. Yeah, well, uh, the season's running short, right? I know the, con- the postseason goes forever, but the season is running short. Um and we go from there. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live on the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the Mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Peterson Toyota, whether you're looking for your dream car, we're shopping on a budget. We take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit your needs at 4555 South College Avenue in Fort Collins. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style, available at all Allegiant Stadium events and, of course, at our restaurant location at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drurians and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Jets Pizza, 
Go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com for more details. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. And by M Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com to see which M Drive formula is for you. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask. And all of the IceTimeHockeySW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at iTunes, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, as always, my friend. I will uh, tell you as we uh, leave you tonight, uh, the Avalanche just recorded their 18th straight home win, um, placing them fifth, I think, all time. And uh, if we go early on Tuesday, which I'm thinking maybe two hours early, I may be watching the Coyotes do battle with the Avalanche at Ball Arena, the final game before the All-Star break. I thought we so, were keeping uh, this to college. Uh, we are keeping it to college, but I just wanted to throw that out there if we have to go early on Tuesday night, which may be a 5.30 Mountain Time start, not only for that, but to accommodate our two guests, one from yeah, Army, well, one from that, Air Force. Wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't that uh, – because yeah, I would imagine they have curfew at the academy, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know if they do or not, but that, that seemed to be the best time for both of them. It would be 7.30 your time and 5.30 right. my time. So uh, yeah, I know the that. Air Force guys normally are doing their uh, lifting in the weight room. So uh, they're going to see if they can uh, can get Andrew out uh, for that. And, of course, John uh, should be all done and just probably doing homework. So we'll, we'll typically give him a break from the homework. How about that? Oh, yeah, I can look that. <laughs> all right, folks, tune in tomorrow night for uh, Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Tuesday night will be uh, College Hockey Southwest Weekly. And, of course, Wednesday, the new Great West College Hockey Podcast, myself and Stephen Marsh. Um, some great guests coming up. Um, so just stay tuned and don't miss a show. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro, and uh, stay tuned. <laughs>